chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in cannabis today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have attorney William Wolseifer, a former candidate for attorney general in the state of Florida. He is also the co-founder of Regulate Florida, a group that is looking to get marijuana on the ballot for 2016, Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. Bill, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So what spurned the idea of assembling Regulate Florida? Well, you know, a number of things came together. We got a really good team. Uh, people have been advocating for decades, literally decades, for sensible cannabis laws in Florida. We had uh, Amendment 2 on a ballot last year. Florida's Amendment 2 was a medicinal amendment. It got 58% out of 60%. We've had legislation uh, before our House and Senate since 2012, and each year we're getting a little closer. So this group got together, and so let's, let's push it uh, over the finish line. So give us an idea of the amount of support you're getting from Florida residents. Well, we just launched. Actually, it was just a week ago today that we got our uh, our initiative approved from the Division of Elections. We're getting tremendous feedback. In fact, our secretary went today to Fort Lauderdale, South Florida. You know, Florida's a very big state. To pick up the ballots that come in the mail, and you, you know, you don't know what to expect when you go there. And they were overwhelmed. They told me they did a video uh, doing a happy dance. They're counting them now in the first batch, and they've identified ages from 19 to 71. That are in support of a regulate marijuana-like alcohol initiative in Florida. Yes, sir. This is a regulate initiative. So you wouldn't say that it's more uh, age demographic that seems to gravitate towards medical marijuana or regulated marijuana law. It seems to pretty much go across the board that people are interested in this type of legislation to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So far, that's been the return on this. And I've been advocating for uh, cannabis laws for five or six years now. And from my experience, the young people are on board, the vets and the senior vets are on board, and a lot of senior citizens are on board. There seems to be a bit of a gap. Some of the people at the height of their career for maybe for employment reasons, civic activity, they're just, they're just afraid to touch the topic. But So we seem to have the, uh, the young and the old and then uh, everybody in between. Well, you know, I grew up in the days of dare and just say no. And, you know, I remember the the harsh penalties that would be associated. It seems like, you know, pretty much across the board, they've kind of laxed up to a degree. I mean, obviously, they have the ability to toss felonies at you every time, but they generally try to plead you down, you know, to get a some kind of a plea deal rather than facing a felony. Do, do you see things like that happening in Florida as well? Or is it still really harsh penalties? Well, it, it is slowing down, but that's just recently. We have a few counties. We're at the local level. They're, they're moving over to a sort of a civil violation rather than a criminal violation with a fine for low-level possession. But Florida has some of the strictest laws in the, in the country, and we've had for the past, I think, 10 years. So we also uh, we have a CBD bill that passed in 2014. We, there's no medicinal access in our state yet. The legislature has really been having a hard time implementing the bill. But because of that, we were on a list that Department of Justice recognizes as states with state law to not fund DEA aggressive attacks on. 
So that relaxed it for Florida as well. At least, at least it makes some of the vendors a little more comfortable, the entrepreneurs, I should say. But the no, goal see, here really is, is to reduce the punishment, the incarceration. It, it's destroying families. It's interesting. You know, before the show, you know, I had mentioned that your initiative actually carries the same name as the one that we have here in Arizona, Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. You know, to me, that sounds beautiful. You know, it sounds like something that would be normal, you know, something that would just, you know, you walk up to your local grocery store, you, you find it on yourself and you, and you remove it sometime down the road. But are you getting any kind of pushback with just the term regulate as opposed to legalize marijuana? We are. Yes, yes, we are. There are some people that regulate. They don't want to see regulation. person who's opposed to this initiative, uh, he wants to regulate like dandelions. Dandelions, <laughs> and that's... <laughs> It's, it's a clever statement. He's a clever guy, but that's not a realistic approach in Florida in 2016. You know, the regulate marijuana like alcohol is our tagline, but the actual ballot title is regulate marijuana in a manner similar to alcohol to establish age licensing and other restrictions. And I was the predominant wordsmith on this petition. And uh, we didn't put like in the ballot title because we've got to survive Supreme Court scrutiny. And I concluded that like means exactly alike. It doesn't mean similar. So it's similar to alcohol. So basically strengthening the argument right from the, the title of the initiative, keeping a, you know, no mysteries available basically for interpretation. Tell me, what is your focus on which demos constituents to ensure you know, 2016 becomes the year that MMJ becomes legal in Florida? Well, across the board, we're looking out for the vets. We know, we know we can get Florida's vets behind this. The young people are very much on it. Like I said, we got uh, petitions coming in from 19-year-olds. We haven't seen 18 yet. The demographics, I really think, are across the board. And, you know, we got some exit polls from the 2014 medicinal. And it was pretty balanced across the board between age and gender. So what do you envision doing to help tip the scales then? You know, I, I know you have some wonderful organizations in Florida. I had the pleasure of interviewing Robert Plashthorn with the Silver Tour, and, and he goes out and he helps to educate seniors. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, even here in, in Arizona, we have a lot of these different organizations that just kind of focus on education and trying to remove the stigma that is associated with cannabis. And, you know, it seems like there's already a good base of people that are going to kind of vote for it either way. But there's that little bit that we need to, to push over the top. Like our medical law, we barely squeak through, even though we'd passed two medical laws previously, just that were poorly written so they couldn't stand. But at the same time, we barely won. We had just a little over 4,000 votes out of, I think, 1.3 million that cast their stones. So, I mean, it, it definitely came down to it. And at the end of the day, from what I hear from a lot of the other authors of, of initiatives, you know, we had Allison Holcomb on the show. We had Andrew Myers on the show. We've had, we've had a few different authors of, of initiatives. And, you know, what seems to be the chorus is that it's, it's not an easy task. You know, I liked the way Allison put it. It's kind of like making sausage, you know, yeah. drafting yeah. a bill. And, yeah. you know, once it's on the books, it's not over yet. You know, there's so many times afterwards we have to fine-tune and tweak and make better and make better. And hopefully, once it's all said and done, we have the opportunity to actually have something that really, really shines. With that said, how long did it take you to draft or to create your sausage? <laughs> <laughs> this sausage was in the oven for two months. It's unusually long. It's 4,251 words. When it passes, it'll be the second longest section of Florida's constitution. The only one longer is about 200 words longer, and it's on uh, bonds, B-O-D-N-S, bonds, mm -hmm. originally written in 1885. 
It is a regulate petition. And as you said, it's not the end of the, of the day. Some people are concerned that this shouldn't be in the Constitution. It should be at the legislature so it's flexible. But what we wrote really are minimum guarantees. So if we say, as we do, each adult member of the household can have three mature and three immature plants, that's a guarantee. The legislature can move it up to whatever amount they find over time, even over decades is appropriate for the time. But these are minimum guarantees that are in there. So we start there and it expands from there. But one thing we have, as you asked before, that makes this petition doable is, is a, a fantastic team. We've got uh, the chairman is Michael Minardi. And Michael's well-known in Florida and around the country. He's been for over 10 years defending uh, victims charged with, I should say defendants, but charged with possession, and he defends them on medical necessity defense. And Mike has done a great job at that. The vice chair is Karen Goldstein, who's the executive director for Normal in Florida, and she's been about as active as anyone, anyone else can be. We have a lead speaker, Ray Strack, on our team. We've got media directors that are really top-notch. Myself, who has written this type of language before, and you mentioned Bob Platzhorn. You know, he's endorsing this. He's one of our spokespersons. Irv Rosen, who's been using the medical cannabis by the federal government for decades. He gets 10 cigarettes a day from the federal government. He's a spokesperson. We have uh, the candle moms, and really all the recognized people in Florida in this movement are behind this petition, and I, I think that's what's going to take for people to have the confidence in it. It sounds like a dream team that you have there. Bill, we have to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we have attorney William Woolcipher. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines, welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis. 
I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Bill Wilsheifer, William R. Wilsheifer. Uh, he's an attorney out of Florida, co-founder of Regulate Florida. He's busy trying to do exactly that. He's trying to free the weed in Florida, and we thank him for doing that. Bill, thanks for coming on the show. We were just mentioning your dream team, and I really wanted to dive back into that. You know, I had the pleasure of of meeting Irv out here in Arizona some time back with a, with a buddy of mine. You know, he had some of the most amazingly crafted joints I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wild, you know, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And, you know, it's kind of a beacon when you really think about it. You know, we, we hear this this kind of tale, you know, that uh, is told about people that had, you know, a government prescription for cannabis. To actually get to share space and, and, and mind share with a person who actually had, it was it was an interesting moment for myself. So when you see him, tell him I said hi. <laughs> I, I sure will. <laughs> and Irv has done a, a video in support of this ballot initiative where he speaks of how he has up to 10 marijuana cigarettes a day. He's a successful stockbroker. He handles millions of dollars a day. He's just living proof. Without it, he has a great disability he has to overcome. You know, it's great hearing the, these stories to, to kind of show people that the stigma that is associated with cannabis really shouldn't be there. Catherine Hiller, she she was a New York Times featured author on the show not too long ago, and, and her book was Just Say Yes, a Marijuana Memoir, and it basically encapsulated 50 years of use for a successful author. And, you know, when we get to tell these stories and push them to the forefront, you know, just like what I was mentioning before about education, you know, getting people to realize that there's nothing to be afraid of. You may choose or not choose to utilize cannabis, but it certainly doesn't do the things that we've been told or led to believe that it does. You know, obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on that you have to you have to do out there. Tell us about some of the hurdles regarding the permitting of building of a limited amount of licensed dispensaries to supply doctors. Tell us about, you know, your approved strains under the Charlotte's Web law. Tell us what's going on with that. In Florida, aside from this petition, we have a so-called Charlotte's Web law. I call it a CBD bill. Uh, our legislature wrote that to provide medicinal marijuana for very limited debilitating conditions and allow for only five nurseries through this large state, the third most populated state in the country, and only five licenses. It was supposed to be effective January 1st, 2015, and the first license has yet to issue, although they do finally have the applications in. So how big are the these nurseries? These, these nurseries oh. must be, you know, millions of square feet each to be able to take care of all the patients in, in Florida. You know, just like you said, the third most, most populous state in, in the country. So how big are these nurseries? Well, they had a requirement that they demonstrate a 400,000 plant per year history that they report to the Department of Agriculture. They post a $5 million performance bond. They got to show financial ability to carry two years approximately maybe $2 million before revenue comes in. So these are, they have to be 30 years in continuous business. Very, very strict requirement. Way too strict in, in my personal opinion. But that's the current state of Florida, medicinal access. There is none, not today. And that's why we took this ballot initiative petition route. You know, it's kind of funny, the things that we bump into and, and have issue with. You know, so when our medical law in, in Arizona passed, it took almost two years for the first dispensary to open. And you would think that it would be a little bit easier to actually open the doors on something as mundane as cannabis. But in truth, it isn't. And, you know, we'll have people here. Uh, one of the things that some of the dissidents complain about is that there's an 18-month interval between the point that, you know, 
current existing medical marijuana businesses have basically free reign to also have the recreational dispensaries as well. And they think that's just unheard of. And, you know, to actually get one of these, they, they had to show a certain wherewithal. I believe they had to have like $100,000 in the bank, which really isn't that bad. You know, if you wanted to open up a McDonald's franchise, I believe you have to show $750,000 of liquidity to just open up a McDonald's franchise. So when you're talking about five, what was it, $5 million and, and business for 30 years, and this would be, I'm assuming, just normal big farm nurseries. I don't know what they would grow beforehand. Obviously not cannabis. Do they know what they're doing at all with it? Or, you know, do they have to bring in the big guns from California? Well, that was one of the problems that the agencies had when they were shaping the rules. One of the criteria they're looking for was to demonstrate knowledge in growing cannabis. Well, <laughs> the Florida nurseries don't have that knowledge that they can readily demonstrate. But, yeah, there are experts to turn to. And, of course, there's the, the suppliers of the fertilizers and uh, other products that the nurseries use that advise on this. So I don't fault the agencies at all in the rulemaking. The legislature pretty much tied their hands. Uh, they made it hard for them. Under our petition, it's like you said before, the consumer will walk into a store and have to show nothing but their age identification. don't need to be a Floridian. You could be a tourist, and we're a big tourist industry in Florida. They don't have to keep any record of it, unlike the medicinal access. It goes into a uh, compassionate care patient registry. You pretty much walk in like you would buy a bottle of wine and continue on your day. So now basically for the CBD, you're, you're mentioning that the, the legislators wrote this as opposed to maybe a private organization. Now, do you think that was more of an attempt to be more controlling of the medical law? Yes, sir, I do. We had citizen-drafted legislation at the same time and in prior years, one of which I wrote in 2013. It was rewritten and reintroduced in 2014. There's another bill coming out on the CBD bill by uh, Representative Stubbe, Greg Stubbe out of Sarasota, Florida, that is, has been recently filed. It's pretty comprehensive, and it, and it repairs a lot of what was wrong with the first bill. So like you say, you know, the rollout does take time, and that's understandable. And I think the legislature is going to do a much better job on medicinal this year. I sure hope they do. You know, I'd say that it's almost preposterous to think that cannabis doesn't have medical benefit. You know, I mean, we've had, we have studies just, you know, for decades, you know, granted, they may not be high profile studies and, and unfortunately they may not be sanctioned by the FDA, but we, we certainly have enough anecdotal evidence across the board that you would think merit more in-depth studies, you know, getting getting cannabis off schedule one, probably getting it on schedule three, maybe schedule four, just because it deserves to be there. If by some chance, some stroke of luck, we were able to get uh, schedule two or schedule three before the November elections, how beneficial do you think that would be for the entire country? Oh, that would be fantastic. And I, and I tell everybody, hang in there because it's going to happen. And as hard as we all work at the state level, and even now at some of the local levels, I, I think the federal government's going to move it off as Schedule 1 at some point. And at that point, I think our legislatures will not be so reluctant to act. You know, we did have a recreational bill in Florida two years in a row, similar to this petition. It didn't get any attention, but it was filed. You know, five years ago, we would say, no way, but uh, we're getting closer. But I really think the federal government is going to get there. I don't know if President Obama will do it before leaving office. He just might. 
You know, he could be just rogue enough to do it. Obviously, it was something that, you know, he had uh, utilized as a child. And, and you know, maybe this is the one thing on his way out that he can he can uncuff the rest of the country with. We got to take a quick break. With us, we have Bill Wolseifer, attorney out of Florida and uh, Cannabis Good Samaritan. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis business plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have attorney William Wolseifer. He was a former candidate for attorney general in the state of Florida. He's co-founder of Regulate Florida. And he is working on a, an initiative that has just been filed to regulate marijuana like alcohol. Bill, thanks for joining us. You know, I wanted to, to kind of touch on, you know, just how much it costs to get an initiative off the ground and then actually all the signatures gathered and then actually being able to vote on an initiative. So tell us about that. Well, it's a big state. There's a lot of ground to cover. We're, of course, using social media to its fullest. That's where we get the most return for the investment. We've got great T-shirts that are available and incentives to purchase them. The T-shirts are very good-looking, and they advertise the campaign. Uh, RegulateFlorida.com is the website. Viewers can donate at RegulateFlorida.com. You can go to Facebook, Regulate Florida, and follow the movement, see what people are saying, see where we're going to be, see where there's going to be events. We need volunteers here in Florida and uh, people from outside of Florida. This is it's a state movement, but it's also a national movement. We're going to be paying for signatures for people to go out, petition drives. 
So now do you actually have money to get uh, signatures? We have money. We're only in the first week of the campaign, but we do have donors coming in. We haven't filed our first financial report yet. We're very optimistic about raising the money we need, but we're not going to uh, not ask for as much help as we can well, get because without it's an expensive doubt. process. As much as we need the money, we need boots on the ground. Absolutely. So now, would you consider this more of a, a volunteer initiative, or this is more like a well-oiled machine? Of the eight people on the team that have been working very hard on this, and the spokespersons who have been doing media and videos and appearances, everyone has volunteered their time and their resources. So no one has received any, any money as of yet. At some point, we're going to have to pay some team members because this is a full-time effort. But it's, uh, it's been a volunteer effort. I donated all my time to draft a petition, and everyone on the team did, including the other attorney, Mike Minardi. And again, this is uh, we can follow you on Regulate Florida. Uh, that's on Facebook. Uh, obviously, there's there's going to be a donate button on regulateflorida.com. You're also uh, with Grassroots Florida and also Sensible Florida. Tell us about those two nonprofits. Yes, sir. Sensible Florida is actually the sponsor of the petition. That's a C4. That's a political committee. In Grassroots Florida is a C3. That's our social welfare educational arm of this movement. And Grassroots Florida will be educating people. We, we know that education is the most important thing. So they understand that the intent here is, is to make our streets safer, reduce crime, reunite families where one spouse is incarcerated rather than at home, and to get unsafe products off the street. Someone who's 15 years old could go to the street corner and make a purchase, and there's no quality control on that purchase. Uh, you're not going to be able to purchase... At a, at, a, at a licensed facility. And drug dealers don't ask for ID anyways. So sure you know, even, even if they were elderly, it wouldn't matter if they were, you know, you know, five or 12, you know, it still would be uh, kind of the same. So let me ask you if there will be, uh, you know, a lot of focus on the North and Central Florida since South Florida voters were more in favor last year. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good question. In, in Florida, the Coastal communities, and of course South Florida, tend to be a little more up to speed with the rest of the country than Central Florida and the Panhandle, and they just move at a, at a different pace. So that's really what we do have to educate, and we'll be watching the statistics from the prior campaigns. What people need to recognize as well, when you invest in Regulate Florida, you're investing in opportunities, because our petition allows for an unlimited number of licensed cultivation facilities, licensed testing facilities product manufacturing facilities, and retail cannabis stores. Now, the local level municipalities and counties can limit the number of licenses and make time, place, and manner restrictions, but there's no limit in the petition. So it's great economic opportunity for the state and for the entrepreneurs who want to come to the state. So there's, there's actually an unlimited number of cultivation or recreational sites. That, that was something that I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, but we, we capped it with the number of current alcohol licenses that we had. I believe we did 10% of that. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we kept municipalities with the ability to, you know, vote on whether or not to have a, mm-hmm. you know, a recreational facility. Medical, you know, remains either way because, you know, if, if a person's sick, we shouldn't hinder them getting their medicine, even though we can also recreate with cannabis and all. Also, we have to always remember that it is just a wonderfully efficacious treatment for the ailments. And when I say the ailments, it's, it treats a lot of different things. It's an adaptogen, so it, it definitely will. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to just dive back into, you know, donate to regulateflorida.com, ladies and gentlemen. We, we need to have a resounding win in as many states as possible. You know, we need to change laws 
not just in one or two states. This needs to be in the entire country. And just like what most countries do, they'll follow suit with, with the U.S. And, you know, we'll see a lot more freedoms for something that we've been using for thousands of years. So, you know, again, I want to I want to plug a couple of things for you again. You can follow Bill on Facebook at Regulate Florida. You can donate to regulateflorida.com and the political action committee would be Sensible Florida and Grassroots Florida is the grassroots organization. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, you, you really, really understand what we're doing here in Florida and I appreciate that. Well, we appreciate what you do. And, you know, we're, we're going to have prohibition in the rearview mirror. And it's, it's going to happen because of the efforts of people like you. And I, I like to be able to highlight the wonderful works that people like you are doing. And so with that, I'd like to thank you and wish you a, a wonderful evening. Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Dave. And, and we'll make sure and, and get you a link to the show uh, just as soon as we publish it. And we'll share it all over the place so we can make sure and get the uh, awareness out. So we will talk to you soon. The whole team at Regulate Florida thanks you, and I've really enjoyed it. Excellent. Thank you. We enjoyed it as well. And folks, thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook and Google+. I'm your host, Dave Inman. We'll talk with you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.